Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Double FM Sports. I'm Ethan Pager. And I'm Jared Mizrak. And today we are joined by Jared Vandera. Jared, how are you doing today? Uh, I'm doing all right. Uh, I'm at work. Uh, so, you know, I'm at work. <laughs> <laughs> now, I will say, you know, you are a mixed martial artist, UFC fighter. We've never had one on the podcast here before. You are the first. So I want to say thank you for, you know, taking some time out of your day and giving us a new experience. But um, with that being said, when did you first get into mixed martial arts and training and stuff like that? Uh, so training, I, I re- despite, you know, my current trajectory. Tra- oh, my God. Words are hard today. <laughs> trajectory of fighting uh i actually started out as a wrestler wrestling in high school i did actually fairly decent um then after several injuries and whatnot and then a season i took that time and i was like i want to try to punch people we've just got a new mma gym i was like i want to punch people and about 13 years later here we are all right so what does a typical day of training look like for you? Uh, training, uh, okay, so it usually starts off with me waking up at around 6.20, getting my daughter to school at 7, and then from 7, I wait in traffic for about two to three hours to get to King's. And then at King's, it will vary from what uh, – Master uh, Rafael Cordano wants. If he's not there, whatever the other coaches are going for. Uh, so it varies. Uh, you kind of have an idea of what we would go over, but some of those classes, you know, like some of them, you're like, oh, this is going to be a short, easy day. No, you're here until one. You're like, what the fuck? I got here at nine. I'm here at one. Well, why? Just what he wanted to do. Right? Okay. <laughs> So it's kind of like that. And the other days, not, not as crazy. They're like, yeah, we're going to just do an hour of work, maybe an hour and 10. Ease off. And it, it's it's crazy because I used to do two, three hours. Not No problem. Do an hour here. I'm like, what the fuck? This is hard. <laughs> so it, that's usually my typical day. And then I usually come home and uh, – Go to work at my gym. So now, uh, are, there any, are there any styles there that you particularly like training the most? Any are you like you like striking the most, grappling? What do you like to train the most? I like training striking the most, uh, but I have dedicated a lot more time to the jujitsu part just because I, I realized at a younger age that like I I said fuck going to college and all that jazz. Like, I went to CBU for a quick minute, and then I dropped out because of tuition and all that. And I only went there for the wrestling program. And then uh, I I just made a point to not go to college. So I was like, okay, I need, a, I need some credentials some way, somehow. If, you know, what if I get hurt, never make it into the big show? I'm like, I need credentials. For something, I'm like, well, a black belt is universally known. I could start a business. I could go to work. I could do a bunch of shit with a black belt. And uh, so the latter half, I just focused on getting that black belt. And I kind of took a step back from my striking. 
All right. Um, so not only do you give us the interesting opportunity of having a UFC fighter, but you actually give us the interesting opportunity of having a UFC fighter just a couple of days before a fight. So what are you doing to prepare specifically for your fight coming up? Like for me, it's like, oh, it's typical stuff, you know, train every day, watch weight, sleep management. Um, but like that, that's just, you know, I do tend to do more interviews with people that have had a few uh, cats you know, fighters on it. So for people that are new and everyone else, uh, so training consists of anywhere from five to six days. Some people will try to focus on getting several hours, splitting it up into two, three sections. Um, I try to do everything all at once. Like I try to do three, four hours hard and then go to like, for me work. So, but I work at an MMA gym. So, I kind of have like three hours in the morning, excuse me, and about two or not like I'll be teaching for about two, three hours and then I'll do about half hour of rolling and drilling with them. Uh, so it's one of those things where I'm constantly like, you know, elevating myself one way or another. But because of camp and stuff, I've been really just focusing on going hard constantly. Uh, even in my classes where normally I tend to take a back, uh, a back uh, seat in coaching, I have stepped up like the heavier grappling with the, all my students or uh, when we're striking, I'm popping off. So um, when I'm throwing in a fight, I'm not like my body's not shocked by how hard I'm going lately. Uh, so things like that, uh, definitely been watching my new nutrition where I'm uh, eating a proper and trying to drop as much weight as I can, just because, you know, if I'm a little bit lighter, I'm going to be a little bit quicker. I'm going to be able to have more cardio. I'm going to have a lot more things than, than I used to beforehand. So I'm really pushing on trying to upgrade uh, myself in this camp. Um, and it's also for me, this is a new camp. I used to train at Dan Henderson's. Now I'm at King's. So I'm trying to get adjusted to their ways. And honestly, it's definitely, uh, definitely a more fitting uh, gym for me. And honestly, I'm excited to see where I go with it. Um, I feel like I covered everything about a typical fight week camp. Yeah, I feel like I nailed everything there. I'm just, but like as, as someone I've coached, there's definitely something I'm missing. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm. That's kind of a day in life of getting ready for fight camp. Oh, and then you were an emotional roller coaster. Like five minutes, we're like, yeah, I'm on top of the world. Fuck everybody. The next minute, it's like, I don't know if I could do this. This is not this. Yeah, like it, it's an emotional roller coaster. Like. I don't give a fuck. I've I have seen top tier level guys break, and they're like, "Oh," and I'm like, "No, it, like don't act all that." Like a lot of them. Uh, I think one of the best interviews that kind of uh, explained this is when Holly Holmes beat Ronda Rousey. I think that was a great interview to explain all that. So yeah. That's, I would say, the day in the life of, you know, leading up to the camp. Nice. Now, I'm going to take you back a little bit. So, what was it like when you first found out you'd be competing in the UFC? Still surreal. It's this. It's surreal. I, I think I 
finally it's finally kind of starting to dawn on me that I find the UFC. Uh, like I I have definitely really bad imposter syndrome about it. Like I'm like, do I even know how to fight? Am I good enough? Like the questions are there. So it was, didn't really start setting in until maybe a month or two ago. So yeah. Like like for almost two years now, I've been in the UFC and it's barely starting to click that I'm in the UFC. So the shock is for me still there. And maybe because I was always told that I would never mount to anything. So the shock and awe is still kind of there. All right. Um, you mentioned a little bit earlier about your nutrition. What does that look like when you're you know, trying to lose weight? What, what are you eating, you know, typically leading up to a fight? All right. So the UFC will send me foods, you know, usually three to six weeks out. They'll just send me a bunch of food, eat that. Um, but like, because this camp was a little bit longer than six weeks. My first portion of it was uh, ribeyes. And vegetables are ribeyes and rice. Uh, for dinner mornings, I will I would kind of like flip flop a little bit between like maybe an omelet or you know something else uh, like you know the healthier cereals, and then lunch, which would be more or less a sandwich. Uh, boring ass sandwiches, but hey, you know, sandwiches work. And then at night, I would eat Halo ice cream. Fucking Halo's been my, my best friend. Um, I, I made certain switches all in general that have helped out uh, dramatically. Like, I stopped predominantly really drinking soda. I, I'm a big soda drinker. Uh, I drink a shit ton of flavor water. Uh, or I drink fucking energy drinks like this one that tastes like soda. Okay. I'm a So fact that they had code red and uh baja i was like all right i can fuck with this and it's only what 25 calories i'm like all right so yeah that's what i've done is like i switched a lot of those things to like things that are lower calories and honestly it's close enough to the real thing and eventually you kind of forget what the better stuff tastes like so if you kind of stay on this stuff it's a lot easier to maintain it so that's kind of what i've been doing for my nutrition watching calories making somewhat better choices so questionable but somewhat better <laughs> now in your first pro fight in 2015 you got a nice quick win what was that you know feeling like to be able to do that that fight was hard to remember in general um like i've seen it like a few or four times like i'm just still like i don't know how this fight happened because after the fight i remember my face hurting like here and here i'm like i'm like and i only remember him punching me once i'm like his fists weren't that big like it was here and like here i'm like why does my face hurt so fucking much and like i watched the fight i'm like i think i only got hit once by a hook or something but why does it hurt so fucking much? And I remember throwing the like, I I remember throwing the elbow more than the, the win itself, because I've always wanted to throw elbows. And then I got him out of the corner. I was just like, bah! elbowed the fuck out of his face. He drops and I take his back. 
I remember my corner coming up. It was like, I've never seen your eyes go so bright. Like you saw the opening to throw that elbow. And it was like a gift from God. Oh, just fucking elbowed the shit out of his face. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. So uh, that I remember, remember the elbow and my face hurting more than anything else. Um, out of your whole fighting career, amateur, professional, what would you say is the biggest challenge that you faced? Uh, my outside life has been more of a challenge than my fight career. Um, uh, I remember it was my third fight, third or fourth fight. Yeah, my fourth fight. Uh, my fourth professional fight. I was homeless. I, I like I was sleeping literally on a recliner at the gym, and I didn't have any beds to sleep in. I I legitly. Like, I was working at a bar, and, uh, like, I would literally, I was basically single, and I would pick up women just to go sleep with them and sleep in their bed. Like, I, like, this was went on for months, and if I wasn't working that night, I would literally go sleep on a, uh, a sofa or a, rec- a recliner, or if, if I couldn't get access to the gym... I'd just sleep in my car. And so something, and then I got offered a fight on like maybe a month notice. Uh, I I still had access to the gyms and stuff like that. So I was able to train, shower, do all what I needed, manage my life. I got the, I was just like, oh, 500 win. I was able to rent a room and, you know, build myself up from there. Uh, and then just like, my whole UFC career, like my first fight, uh, was it? I was uh, like, like building up to it. I was going over like a nasty breakup with my my girlfriend. Um, then having a kid, I like really put a damper on things. My second kid put a damper on things. Like a lot of the shit was like. Like, my outside life does affect me a lot more than my actual fight life. Like, owning this gym uh, takes a bigger toll, I think, than a lot of people realize. Because I'm training, like, right now, I should be 100% focused on training, doing some interviews and stuff. But now I have to literally deal with a bunch of my students that, you know, want all these things, even though I've given them a lot, but they excuse me, are now wanting more. And I'm just like... You guys are a bunch of ungrateful bitches, and I'm just like, but now my focus is dealing with them and not, let's say, my camp and stuff. So I would say my biggest issue going into fights is honestly the outside world. Like, in a perfect world, I wouldn't have to deal with this shit. I just train all day and call it a night, but life doesn't work that way. So um, do you have any pre-fight routines or, like, you know, a couple minutes before the fight, anything you have to do before you get you step inside? Uh, yes, a few, a few things. Uh, one, I'm not going to discuss because one is, we don't need to discuss it. <laughs> it was one of those type of things. Uh, usually like I tend to go get pedicures, uh, pedicures, manicures. It pisses people off, but a big reason why is we actually are supposed to clip our nails and stuff. And, uh, it's very common to see a lot of fighters paint their toenails. 
uh, for a multitude of reasons, but I paint my nails. And then I have like a slight case of OCD where I can't, I can't look at my toes and look at my hands. I'm like, so I paint my nails too. So I usually get many pays of fight on fight week and stuff like that. So those are, I used to do a lot of tarot card reading uh, during uh, uh, some of the fight weeks. So those were my three big ones, I would say. Do you have any nicknames? And if so, how did you get them? <laughs> we could be here all day with that list. All right. So I used to go by the mountain and that was what one of these kids used to call me back in high school. But my manager really liked that one because it was quote unquote safe or not necessarily controversial. The reason why I bring that up because a few of the other names I were given, they were controversial in some rights. Uh, one of my favorite ones and the ones that they shot down really quickly was Big Fuck. Uh, my old striking coach, who I still pop in and see every now and then, he's just like, fuck, you big as fuck, Big Fuck. I'm like, yeah. Um, another one was because I, I, I am a giant fucking nerd. I used to get called Blue Eyes White Dragon. You know, Blue Eyes being, you know, a big white boy. Um, but I used to have a Kaiba deck uh, that I use a lot, and I still kind of do have a Kaiba deck that I use a lot. And so there was that one. Um, but I told, like, I was like, you know, some people are like, he goes, oh no, it's racial. It's because it says white. I'm like, first of all, bitch, it's Yu Gi Oh! Like, calm the fuck down. No one, not one person was like, oh my God, a white guy called himself white. I'm like, it's a fucking Yu-Gi-Oh card. Everyone fucking knows what Blue Eyes White Dragon is. So shut the fuck up on that shit. So th- those those were just a handful of names. I've have I have so much more. Um, one of my friends called me Flood Maker. Use your imagination on that one. Um, let's see, Drago for the longest of times. Um, uh, like I had like I was actually telling the story maybe like twenty minutes before this conversation. Uh, that like I was called Drago and there are some people that don't know my actual name. They were like, what is your real name? I'm like, Jared. They're like, oh, okay. Because I've only been told Drago. I'm like, yeah, fuck it. So I like, I got, I got, I got shit ton of names depending on who you talk to. I was like Jared Bear for longest of times. Like, like I said, I got names for days. So, moving forward in your career, what goals do you have for yourself? Uh, right now, simply one. To win. Give a fuck about the rest. Uh, like I, I, I need a win right now uh, before anything else. So, once I get that win, we'll, we'll continue on the goal planning. But as of right now, winning. All right. Well... Sticking with that topic, if you had to write out your perfect win, I know that that's not always how it goes when it comes to fighting in the UFC, fighting in mixed martial arts, but if you had a submission that you would go to or a perfect knockout, how would you write that story? Uh, if, it, if it was a perfect world and a perfect place, I'd just repeat of Masvidal and Askren. That would be awesome. Like, that actually happening – fucking 
zero 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 point a million zeros point one. So, but it would be nice. I like. I'm like. I want to land a flying knee. Most likely will never happen in this fight, but I'm always telling myself, I'm like, land this flying fucking knee on this guy. I'm like, he's not going to shoot. Don't fucking matter. Land a flying knee. So that's the the only one I think I could think of right now. So if you didn't up, up like you know do a professional fighter in the UFC, what would you see yourself doing? Uh, selling coke out of my car. Nah, she's fucking with you. Um, this. Uh, I was I I bought the gym right before uh, COVID happened, so you know, great planning on my part. Um, so I think I'd have more time uh, put into this. Uh, if not, uh, SoundCloud rapper. That that that'd be on the list up up there. There's some truth to that sarcastic uh, remark. I'm actually a big music junkie, and I do tend to like to write. So that would be another goal I would pursue is like maybe musical writing for like being a ghostwriter or something. Whether it's fighting or just life in general, who are some of your role models that you look up to? Fighting, I, I, I've always been a fan of Orlovsky. So the fact that I fought him was, you know, a fever dream type of thing, like fucking awesome. Life role models, honestly, at first, if you asked me like a couple of years ago, I can, you know, chime off some names. But older I got, realizing a lot of those people that I looked up to were just crooks or fucking pieces of shit one way or another that, you know, hid a lot behind, behind lies and shit. That I'm like, ah, you know what? Nobody. So... Now, do you, do you follow any other sports like in the professional world, like NFL or anything, or are you just purely focused on looking at UFC and all that? I barely follow that. <laughs> like, the only reason why I follow UFC is actually because my girl's a bigger fight fan than me, so I feel like a jackass when I don't. She's like, oh, this person won this belt on this promotion. I'm like, I don't fucking know who that person is. Uh, So... Yeah, like she's a bigger fan, fight fan than I am, so I I follow the UFC a little bit more because of her. Outside of that, I don't give a fuck about sports. I'm not a sports person. Uh, like I used to follow football when I used to play football on a regular, but I don't do any of that shit anymore. Like I said, I'm a giant fucking nerd, and we can talk nerdy shit all day long. That's that's where you know that's what I'm about. So, um, I've got one last question here before we can get you on with the rest of your day. But what advice would you give to people, athletes, somebody who wants to make it in the fighting world? What would you tell them? Uh, I'll tell them the same thing that it, it, it goes to anything. Consistency, hard work, and dedication, and repetition of whatever you fucking do. Like, everyone thinks that it's this or that or it's luck. No, you, if you want to be good at anything keep doing it it's not this massive secret it's just hard it's boring it sucks people don't like that but that's the reality so when you are bored or when it's not as fun sometimes you gotta either you know mix things up dig a little deeper 
push yourself. It's the same shit every fucking for everything. You ask all the top guys, they'll tell you the same thing. Hard work, dedication, reps. If you want to be good at whatever you do, just keep doing it. Like, if you guys want to be the next Joe Rogan, keep fucking doing it. You know, take advice, you know, learn, you know, be an open-minded person. But the only way to get there is by fucking doing it. And a lot of people don't like that answer, but that's the real fucking answer. So just do it. Nike, it should be everyone's slogan. Just do it. Put that shit on your chest and call it a day. All righty. Well, once again, man, like I said, that was the last question we had for you. Um, I really appreciate you giving us the opportunity to sit down with you and talk a little bit about your career and everything like that. Thank you guys for having me. Of course. And obviously you've got that fight coming up. I know I'll be watching. I wish you the best of luck, man. Thank you very much. Of course, Ethan, you want to hit us with the outro? Sir, so for Double FM Sports, I'm Ethan Tager. And I'm Jeremy Mizrak. We are signing off.